Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, here with Tanner Jones. Executive proofs. I don't think I would call it contraband, but they're cards that have not questionable origin because they came from the company ultimately, but how they got into the hands of people. But first, thanks sponsors of the card companies who do make cards and do promo cards and test runs and things like that. Top Spinning and Upper Deck and other companies from back in the day as well. Heritage Auctions, Hugs and Scott Auctions, they auction off some of this stuff when they see it. Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, the LCSs don't have it as much, but some of them do, especially around uh, the areas of where the card companies are. And then, of course, ComC.com, which is a, a, a marketplace, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, Beckett Grades them. There probably are some on the marketplace, probably not as many, but I know any of the ones that I've had over the years, I've generally run them through BGS in order to get them authenticated, Tanner. I think there could be some contraband out there. But generally, these are really interesting collectibles and really tough. And you being a passionate Jose Canseco guy, you've been on the chase end of that. And I, I've I've had some of them. So I want to have a good conversation with you about that and, and just see what we can learn from each other and share with our listeners. So welcome, Tanner Jones. And thank you for your passion for the industry. Thank you for having me. It's uh, great to be on again. First of all, do you call them executive? The ones that I call executive proofs are the ones that are serial numbered on the back with X's. So I know at a minimum, that's pretty much the, the general consensus, I think, in the hobby is those are the specific ones that people call executive proofs. And most of them are from the playoff, the pre-Panini group, wouldn't you say? They weren't that much upper deck, weren't that much tops back when Donrison Leaf and playoff and score and all those were together. Yeah, every now and then you'll run in some. I think typically the most that I've seen are really from 97, 98. I'm sure there's other years as well, but those are the ones that I've seen the most of. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's my understanding that those were you know created for executives. And there might be one or two or three of each that exists depending upon the you know level of the parallel and the type of card. That's all I've heard. At least I, I could be completely wrong. I don't think you're completely wrong, but I, but I think it's more than that. I don't think they're quite pop one, two, three. That's just not the nature of printing technology. They don't run the press for one sheet usually. So uh, my sense is some of the ones I'm thinking about that had the XXXX out of 2,500 or 1,000 or 5,000, if there are 5,000 of the regular numbered ones, there are 50 at best of the XXX ones. And then sometimes they made some promo ones. My sense, uh, Tanner, I'm not trying to invent history. If somebody's got a correction, they can tell me, but a lot of the ones that said promo out of 2,500 were sent out to dealers. This is what they're going to look like. But the XXX ones, I think were provided to executives and mainly media. I think some mainstream media and certainly the hobby media. I know the Krause guys got some tough stuff. Beckett Publications, we got some, and it, it wasn't a lot. They were more like samples, but they were, like you said, these kind of executive proof type samples. They couldn't give us a numbered one because that would disturb the pack up. They couldn't pull them off. But then again, they couldn't later print a number in there because they were, they were printed out with the X's. But my guess is they're all really tough regardless of whether they're XXX out of 1,000 or 100, or well, actually most of them are out of four-figure production runs. And even those are still pretty tough because if it's a, out of 2,500 of something where they made a million cases, it's still hard to find. They, they could be one per case. So yeah, they were samples. They weren't really promos. If it was a small insert set, we might get, so we could show the example 
they went into our card library. And when I sold the company, I've already said I kept the library because the original contents of the card library were all my cards. And so instead of splitting them out and me being the collector, I just kept them. Okay. So they sent us a whole set if it's a 12 card insert set. But I think what you're talking about are some of these parallels. There were occasions where we got a complete parallel set, but that wasn't the point of why they were sending to the media usually. They wanted us to see that the difference in the rarer parallel was mainly color or some treatment on the back or front, and we could compare, but we normally did not get an exhaustive. On the other hand, in some of those years of turmoil in the industry, there were some companies that were more aggressive than others throughout the 90s, but that's an example of sometimes the card companies wanting to not give us a gratuity, but they wanted to make sure that we were aware that these were really sharp cards. And so some of the companies would send us kind of hot box. And again, they weren't saying, hey, this is what the product, they just said, hey, here's a box of the product, open it, see if you like it. <laughs> We'd open it and say, wow, it's chock full of stuff. It's way above the pack odds. Fancy that. They were um, under-promising and over-delivering for us. So we had to take that with a grain of salt if we got a box directly. But sometimes we just got an 800 count box of all the different examples of maybe a base set and then some of these others, and it just came in the mail for us. So the original pricing and the price guides was more based on the fact these were not widely traded. They weren't difficult for us, for the price guide analysts, and for the other people that did price guides. They were, we saw them, they were out there and they'd occasionally be at shows. Why don't you share your experience of now in the hindsight of knowing how rare some of these things are, that in your Jose Canseco pursuit, you've paid some pretty big bucks for some of these things. Yeah, and absolutely. spirited bidding. Yeah, it's interesting. I would say the ones I like the best are the ones that have the XXX out of whatever in the back, because you almost have a sense of it being done on purpose as opposed to being back. You know, so there's a lot of cards that you hear about all the time that somebody, an employee might have taken a sheet and cut them up themselves and sold them years later. When it comes to these executive proofs that have the XXX, you think, okay, well, these were made for the executives or whatever. When it comes to the actual pricing, it favors the player collector a little bit because while a player collector and a set collector would like the pack pulled version, the player collector is typically the only one that's really going to want the executive proof. Well, they want um, both. They want both, I would presume. In fact, they'd be delighted to have the tougher one. Oh, yes. But the, the set collectors a lot of times might think, oh, I might not want the executive version. Right. The player collector absolutely wants both <laughs> for sure. But it's been interesting to think through some of these things. And I think a few of them, from what I've heard, at least like from Baseball Cardpedia and stuff, there there might not be too terribly many of them that are out there. So it just adds a little bit extra. Let me clarify just a little bit, because I think that the, the reason I've thrown out the number of 50 is that all cards are produced on sheets. They're not produced one at a time. And the sheets, when they're testing for the uh, color separations and the first one's off the line, but what, when they get to get the registration, okay, they're going to run some cards through there. They can't run them through with the serial numbering. So they're, they're probably running those first few sheets with the XXX. They're checking mm -hmm. the color. They're chopping some of them up and giving it to some of the executives, the key people in the company, and like I said, some media on a limited basis. But Tanner, I think some of the sheets went in the dumpster mm. because then you just got to get them professionally cut. And I, I know that's happened for some of them. There was a blemish or the, the color registration, or there was a, a ding somewhere. And again, they have X's on the back. And so they're not going to go in the packs. And there were people back in those days who used to try to raid until they got caught, tried to raid the, the dumpsters that were behind the, the printing companies. And then they'd take them, they'd wait a respectful amount of time and then uh, get them professionally cut. 
and then into the market. That's not how we got them, but I know that's happened. That certainly happened with ProSet. If you go back, and that wasn't so much that they were executive proofs, but other stuff that. So I, that's my number fifty. So it's not one, two, or three. It's they ran a bunch of them. They chopped some up, gave them to people, and the other sheets that were of no value. I think they just pitched them, and then some of them got salvaged. Let's say. Yeah, there's definitely a saying that I've heard in the hobby a lot that uh, a certain card doesn't exist until it does. It's especially uh, useful of a quote when it comes to these uh, these type of prototype cards or proof cards. How do you price them? Because basically, what you're saying is that if if you're a Conseco uh, super collector and you need the card and somebody else wants it, they just don't come along very often, some of these. Mm. And if they're in a fixed price environment, it's a first come, first serve, I think. But if they're in an auction environment, what do you base the value on? I think it's incorrect to base it just on the value of the numbered version. Yeah, it's really difficult. It's fun to watch some of these at auction because the general inclination would be the executive is going to costs more than the set version. And I think for some players, that is the case for sure. But sometimes in executive version, you don't have to worry about going against the set collectors. The player collectors, if you get some good guys in there, they could be rabid over that stuff and they can make the price shoot to the moon. So it's really hard. For me personally, when I see something I want, it's more of a gut feel. I don't really have a guide. It's, you know, no pricing due to scarcity, as they would say in the old Beckett's there. Except that if, if your perception is there's only three of them, then that's pop three maximum pop. And I think it's more than that. The company wants to put out some product in advance of the release to show the media that uh, this is what this card is going to look like to build some excitement. I'm sure in some cases they sent some to influential dealers or maybe David Adams or somebody like that was going to be making a market in this stuff. So can you imagine if they'd have treated it like the green PMGs? Okay. If it was a thousand, they pulled off the first 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 and reserve them for the executives in the media. And so the low numbered ones, by not numbering them, they did us a favor to say these did not go in packs. I won't say they're not intended for resale because everything is sold and resold, but they're differentiating. If it's one of a thousand, they couldn't put a thousand and one. So if they did the first 50 and it was zero, 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 one, oh my goodness. And that was again, it would mess up the pack odds. So I think the card companies had integrity in their intent. But now based on the scarcity and the exhaustive, passionate collectors, it's not that it's backfired on them. The card companies have never participated really in the secondary market. Once they produce the cards and they're out there, then they they get bought and sold. And it's exciting as a collector to have these types of uh, rarities. Uh, I actually wrote an article in Beckett Magazine about this uh, year and a half ago or something. It's the story and the mystery, and there's a split in the hobby. Some people think that they're not legitimate cards or whatever because they weren't pack pulled. And then there are people like me that find extreme excitement in this because everybody knows that you can get cards from packs. When it comes to these types absolutely of cards, absolutely, we're not pack pulled. Absolutely, yeah. end of story on that. But there are other cards that are not pack pulled. <laughs> there's a lot of tops now and instant kinds of cards. They're never in a pack but they're very collectible. So I take your point. I have some guys that I collect, probably not as passionate on the Jose Canseco, but I like nice cards too. And most of these cards I, I had. Now, what about trading? Are there a group of passionate advanced collectors that you work with that help each other with your various players when some of these things pop up? Oh, yeah. I, I get notifications all the time from certain segments of people that I talk with fairly regularly, especially 90s cards and 2000s cards. And so if they see some executive proofs pop up, they 
all right, guys, take a look. Let's see what's over here. And so I do the same thing, obviously, for them. And because it's an exciting thing, it's exciting when you see these pop up because they just don't pop up really all that much. So when you see these types of rarities, you know, you want to you want to jump, you want to go all in on. I guess I don't know how you would unless somebody releases them or, or puts them up on eBay or on Com C or something. You can't put an ad out there. We had a lot of collectors in our company and we didn't get enough to go around for the editorial purpose during that time period. And they were in our library for reference. The Krause guys, the Tough Stuff guys, the other publications that were out and about in those days, maybe some of those guys have them. Sometimes there's some cards that if you don't buy it, you're never going to see it again. If you sell it, you're never going to see it again. Does that give you heartburn? Do you just do a you know, double take before you uh, release something or, or pass on something? It happens a lot. There is the 98 Diamond uh, Access card, for instance. I bought it right when I saw it because I saw it was something special and it's one of my favorite cards. I put it up for sale when I was selling out of everything in 2018. It did not sell. And I am so thankful and so happy that it did not sell. It, you know, it's really a funny thing how it works. So maybe there's some divine intervention there when it comes to collecting for me there. <laughs> uh, I hope so. But a divine intervention for me that some of those things that I had, I, I just had put away. And, and I've said some evening I'll go through a box. Oh, hey, I got these in there. And I never really thought they were that valuable 30 years ago, 20 years ago, maybe even 10 years ago. But now it's pretty recognized that there's a following for those. But thanks, Tanner. It was, that was great. I hope we'll get some feedback, you or me or the podcast. These are very collectible, absolutely not pack pulled, but they're not illegal. They're not unethical. They're not immoral. They're good cards produced by the companies for a purpose. I'm glad you said that. There's some people that need to hear that, that these are absolutely legitimate cards that are you know highly sought after for sure. Having said that, I'm sure they're in, still not convinced, <laughs> but that's the story <laughs> that I'm sticking to. And I think you and I are pretty much on the same page. So thanks, Tanner. Thanks, everybody. Be back again tomorrow with another episode. The man in the house who called.